Were you here in the last leadership class? <laughs> we just came now. Dr. Aliyah. No? Were you in the last leadership class? Okay. So, briefly, what were we speaking about? Do you remember? Who did their homework? Okay. Shadi Jenkins. So last week you spoke about the work of your seed and the work of your seed is to buy you life and God so loved the world that he gave his, he wanted the world but he couldn't go himself so he had to give his seed which is his son and um, the homework, colonial master, is it, I, my understanding is that it's a slave owner, it's somebody that governs a colony and they have control over the people there. Who else did the homework? Yeah, what, what did you get from it? Um, what I got from it was there's season to sow in, so you can sow gold and you can sow life. Um, so sowing life is when you have a life that you can send to a certain industry, you sow that life there. So um, we were speaking about sowing, and I, I hope all the leaders are getting ready for sowing, yeah, getting ready for seed time. And we were saying that there's no surprise as to how results are achieved when we understand that sowing comes in seasons. So the scripture says that there's a time for everything, a time for sowing and a time for reaping, yeah? And we said that ignore the season of sowing gold, rather... You should pay more attention to the season where you sow life, isn't it? And we said that if you are sowing gold, it means that you're buying a life. It means you're buying a life. And from gifts and callings, I think I can also add to say that if you're sowing gold, you could also be buying a gift. You could also be buying a gift. I realized that I bought someone's gift in the ability to take pictures. So everybody was saying, yeah, P.O. should now join the media department. And I told Pastor, listen, I'm telling you, I've bought someone's gift, you know. And everybody was finding it funny. But I think so. I think so. I think that there's more to, that meets the eye than we think when it comes to sowing. Do you understand? Remember that we were saying that we gained a whole pharmacy and a clinic from the act of seed. From the act of seed. And many of us are winning because they're putting into practice these principles. I expect every leader to be here. Pastor Binta, this is too late. I expect every leader to be here, okay? And the reason why is because when we speak during this time, we're not speaking in excitement. We're speaking on practical steps on how scripture makes us win. Do you understand? And we remain on nation building. We remain on nation building, and I believe today we're going to speak about discipleship and patriotism. A patriot and a disciple. I remember that I asked you a few questions last week, and I'll ask you some questions again this week. So if you're in leadership class, I expect you to have a book, a pen, and a Bible. Yeah? Yeah, that's how it should work, because I'm going to give you a homework again. And the first question is, what is a disciple? Now, if you don't get this one right, just revoke your Christianity. What is a disciple? Any takers? No? Huh? A follower? A follow, follow? Huh? What is a disciple? Why, why is not all this hands up? What's going on? Are you sure? You know. Okay, so I guess it's someone who, for example, I look up to you. For that reason, I follow you because I want to be like you. Um, a disciple is someone that sits under 
mentorship and under the person whom they aspire to be like um, or even greater than and there's strength in them but because they're a disciple and they choose to follow um, so there's yeah, there's strength in them that they haven't even realised but because of following and being a disciple they're stronger and, they're, and their potential is realised through following I'm hearing following a lot anybody else want to have a go what is a disciple I know he's, you're on fire today huh um, I would say, like, there's different type of disciple. There's the real one and the fake one. So I would say a real disciple is like a blueprint. Like, he can do the same exploit of, like, his leader. Very interesting. Very interesting. Shadow Jenkins. Anybody else? Lola, you want to say something? Uh, to me, a disciple is a disciplined person, somebody that follows a certain discipline. For example, when you go to uni, they may ask you what discipline do you do or what you do major in. And I may say accounting because that's what I study, so I'm a disciple of accountancy. Um, a disciple is someone who submits. So whatever it is that they follow, they want to learn or um, they want to be like, they submit to that thing and then they become. Ovo, did you want to say something? No? Okay, so I'm just going to roll off of what Sade said and who else? And Anais, Minister Anais. The disciple comes from the word discipline, okay? So when you're disciplined under a certain thing, you are classed as a disciple, okay? Someone who follows something to the place where they discipline themselves to look like that thing is a disciple. And then I'm going to ask you, what is a patriot? Have you ever heard that word before? Yeah? What is a patriot? Yeah, you have the mic. Go ahead. To whoever you feel. Um, a patriot is somebody who is loyal to, I would say, the ideals that birthed a nation. So you have like patriots of Britain, so people that are loyal to, yeah. Britain. Anyone else? What is a patriot? Okay, so did I just get everybody in school who was sitting at the back? Is that, is that what this room is? You guys are all the guys who used to sit at the back throwing stuff at the front. So a patriot is somebody that, for example, loves their country and is willing to fight for it. Um, I think it's sort of like a thing of excitement. Okay. So they get excited and then that patriotism rises up and now they want to fight for their country, for example. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to leave it there because I agree with both answers. You see, in every nation, in every nation, you have faces or you have people attached to every nation. Remember that we were taking question and answer on who are the greatest nations. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Can you name me one of the nations that you named? Huh? France, le Francais, Jewish nation, Great Britain, Portugal, Germany, Russians. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to tell me a person and I want you to tell me the nation they come from. Yeah? Can we do that? Can we do that? Okay. I want you to give me a person. I want you to tell me the nation. And then I want you to tell me why they're important to that nation. Good and bad. Oh. Good and bad. Yeah. Good and bad. I said, who's this person? <laughs> Good and bad. <laughs> Go on. Quickly now. Um, 
Margaret Thatcher, who was the first female um, MP in Britain. And yeah, she was good because MP she... MP or, or Prime, Prime Minister. Minister? Yeah, sorry. Female Prime Minister. Um, because she basically was able to offer employment to like many of the Britons and allowed many of them well, to Well, let's, let's not make her excited. It's because she was a woman. Okay. <laughs> That's not... Well... She was a woman, first okay, female yeah, yeah, politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, Margaret Thatcher, of course. Anyone else? Well done, though, Sandra, yeah. Um, Donald Trump, because he's going to make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, because he's going to make America great again. All right, anyone else? Yeah, Minister Mariam. You can be as controversial as you like. Is he German? Okay, yes. So Hitler. What did you say? <laughs> Go on. Hitler. Um, Country. Germany. Reason. Because he made history. How? For being wicked. <laughs> but you Precisely every, how? Because he... Okay, I don't want to say that. Just, come on. Precisely how? Well, the how reason, the reason why I say it. Hitler is because everybody remembers him. So we asked for a country, Hitler. It was very bad. He killed all the Jews and stuff like that and whatever, whatever. Okay, so he, he, he murdered a lot of Jews. Okay, cool. That's one of the reasons. Anyone else? Um, Nelson Mandela. Okay, country? South Africa. Why? Um, because he overcame apartheid. He was a big, he was a big person. He kind okay, of thank that. you. Anyone else? You look like you just woke up, Sam. Did you just wake up? Oh, it's been a hard day, bruv. <coughs> yeah, sorry, Minister Elizabeth. Yes, um, Ya Asantua. Ya Asantua. Yes. Country? Ghana. Why? Um, she was a woman soldier, which was very different already, um, and she fought um, on behalf of Ghana against the UK, the okay. British. Yeah, okay, so okay. Thank you for mentioning an African. For all these people that I don't know where they get all their names from. Anyone else? Shade, are you sure? Don't say Bob Marley. <laughs> it's uh, actually close to Bob Marley. Well, I was going to say Haile Selassie. <laughs> okay, go on. Country? Ethiopia and the Caribbean. Why? Why? Why, do you, why is he a notable figure? He's not notable for me, but for Rastafarians, he is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so um, nobody else here would then understand who he is. If you oh, don't okay. tell us why. He is the founder of the religion, and he... He imposed the ideology of all life being sacred and the power of black people and that black people came from Africa and etc. Okay. One last person. Doesn't have to be a spiritual warrior. Just a normal person, please. This person is very obvious, but Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Okay, okay, well, I've got another one anyway, Martin Luther King. Oh, is it? Yeah. Right. oh wow, that's a good comeback. Let's give her a round of applause. <laughs> okay. Um, Country? America. Why? Because he fought for black people and he sacrificed everything for a greater, um, for a future that we're now living in. He sacrificed for our freedom. Why? There's no why there, though. Sounds like you're preaching to me. Why did he fight for us? No, why Martin Luther King? Just, oh, just, why? just oh. say in a way that someone here who doesn't know him okay. can understand. Okay. Um, why Martin Luther King? Because he actually stand up for what he believed in. Uh -huh. He which literally, was? which was to fight for black people's freedom. Okay. In the matter in a, of? In a, a matter of like segregation and Thank stuff you. like that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so...
The simple thing is that nations are built by people. Okay? So, when, when you see a nation that's notable, or you see a powerful nation, it means that there are people that rose up from that nation that you know of. A nation has not risen until there are people that can be identified from that nation. Are you hearing me? The only reason why we will say that North Korea, or we will class it as a nation of some sort, is because of the terror of King Jong-un. Don't look at me, I'm not Kim Jong-un. The terror of Kim Jong-un. And then when we go to the United States, there's so many people that have come out of that nation. But can we then say that the strength of the nation is equal to how many people or how many leaders have come out of that nation? Is it then fair to say that? Yeah? Okay. Can someone go to... Kings, first kings. Elisha receiving the double portion of spirit from Elijah. Second kings, sorry. I think it's chapter one or two. If you can quickly just get there. Is it chapter one? Hmm? Go to chapter two. Start from verse one. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, As surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elisha, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. Jump to verse 9. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. Mm. You've asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As we were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Mm. Elisha saw this and cried out, my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel, and Elisha said, saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Mm-hmm. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and st- struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord? the God of Elijah, he asked. When he struck the water, it divided divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. Okay, so men, inside men are nations. And every man has a spirit of his own. So what happens is that man would disciple another man until that man disciples another man, until that man disciples another man, until there are many of them, you have a nation. But then what you have in that nation is you have a nation of the same spirit. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You have the nation of the same spirit, and so what happens is when you see nations around you, 
What unifies a nation is the spirit of that nation. And so one thing I began to understand is that when you go to the United States, the spirit that operates there due to the founding fathers of that nation, unless you become a disciple to that spirit, unless you become patriotic and loyal to that spirit, you can never succeed in that country. And so years ago in the United States, you do know that their ancestors are British, yeah? But you do know their story, you know that they fought themselves away from the British, right? And on top of fighting themselves away from the British, you do know they went into another land and fought again in that land. The spirit that resides in America is a spirit of conquest. All that spirit knows is to conquer and rule. And do you know why? Because it came from a nation that was known for its colonial masterism. Are you with me? The British Empire was number one when it came to colonizing. When it came to conquering. When it came to conquering and ruling, the British nation was number one. And so when these men left their motherland, they left with that same spirit. The men who found America are not Americans, they're British. They fought the people who are called Native Americans and they established their own life there. And so sometimes when you think about America or when they speak about America, they say something like the American dream. If you look into the American dream, you will see that it is a dream that, is, that relies on grabbing and taking by force. It's a dream that says, as long as you can see it, you can be it. Unless you decide to become a disciple, a patriot of that spirit. Are you with me? Unless you decide to become a disciple and patriotic to that spirit, you can't succeed in that land. And so all the people who have ever become something in that land have been people who have exercised the spirit of that nation. So you know people like Rothschild. I don't know if you know of the Rothschilds. Do you know of the Rothschild? Man, we really need to do school session here, you know. Hmm? But you know of the Steve Jobs. You know of the Mark Zuckerbergs. You know that these are people that decided to... You know, let me tell you something about the United States. If you don't start something from scratch, have you noticed in America, if you don't start something from scratch, you can never be big. Have you seen what happens to the lives of those in America that inherit something? Have you seen what happens to them? They go down. Rich kids that inherit in America do not succeed. But have you seen rich kids that inherit here? Have you seen the difference? I'm telling you that every nation is... Nations come from a person. Because nation has come from a person, the attitude, the life, the behavior of that person is what lives in every man that believes in that nation. And so what that nation does is that nation closes up its ground, closes up its heaven, unless you look like the man of that ground, nothing can open for you there. If you start out in the United States and you are determined to get rid of someone else who's at the top, then you know you're close to being big. Every story of David and Goliath exists in America. If you're talking about companies, small companies, getting rid of big companies, it, it belongs in America. But small companies here, 
challenging big companies, it can never happen in the UK. I'm telling you that when it comes to nation building, within Spark Nation, there is a spirit that lives in Spark Nation. And unless you look like that spirit, unless you behave like that spirit, unless you are patriotic, unless you're loyal to that spirit, there's about 3,000 people in the church, but there's only like 100 of them that are prosperous. The church is just like 50 or 100 people. And do you know why? Because of the word patriotic. I need you to look into that word patriotic. It means to be loyal. So when you see someone speaking about Spark Nation and they've been around for a while, but they have, they're speaking like someone who is not too sure. Just look at their life and then you will see that their life reflects their thoughts. Why? Because to be prosperous in a nation, you must be patriotic to that nation. Let me tell you something. You know when Christ came, he kept on saying, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God is coming. The guy went and picked 12 disciples and began to teach them about what? About the kingdom. The first thing he did was he, he began to teach them about a nation. He began to teach them about a nation because he was trying to let them know that even though there is a God, unless you are patriotic to the nation of that God, you can never succeed. I'm telling you that if you're a disciple, you will look exactly like the spirit of the one that's leading you. Exactly. I was telling Stephen the other day that, do you know that if you saw the 12 disciples and Jesus, do you know you will know who Jesus was amongst them? Do you know that? It was so bad that the Bible gave us many instances that the man had taught them nation to the point where they looked like him. Do we begin by saying first that he told them clearly? Or let me even go to where Judas himself said. Judas said, if I, if I don't show you the one you will never know who it is you're supposed to take. So Jesus, Judas then said to them, listen, the one that I kiss is the man you're looking for. Why, why, why would Judas have to say such a thing if Christ was so visible amongst his 12? Christ had taught them nation to the point where if you see, all thir if you see 13 of them walking, you could never tell Jesus. Discipleship and patriotism. Peter followed this man to the place where Peter discarded how he looked and began to change himself to look like Jesus Christ. You know, this thing got so bad. It got so bad that in the midst of them moving, all 13 of them moving, and you would see Peter, James, John, and Judas laying hands, casting out spirits, raising the dead, and so the people would then say, which one is Jesus here? I'm talking to you about discipleship. I'm telling you that the men who rise up from a nation, they look like America. The men who rise up from a nation, they look like Great Britain. And what happens is that nation can tell when you don't look like her. And when you don't look like her, you can never take anything from her. They began to look like him so much that he sent them out. He said, go out there. Because he too had received that instruction. He too was told, go out there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm telling you that now that we're in a season of nation building... 
I don't want you to be confused by success and prosperity. I don't want you to be confused. I want you to know that if you're committed, if you're a disciple of this thing, I don't want to hear I'm in and out and I don't want to see your behavior being in and out. Your behavior must look like the spirit of this house. And if it doesn't, you will keep on getting the same results you've been getting before. There's no secret to this thing. I'm telling you that discipleship is replication of oneself. A man or a lady has success and then says, for me to be able to show you my success, I show you my life. You now follow everything that I did and see if you won't get results. So if a man comes in to the United Kingdom from Nigeria at the age of 25 and then at the age of 37 is one of the most feared men in the United Kingdom, if that man opens his life over to me, what should I do? You know, I've told leaders in this house to be very attentive. I don't want you to listen to preaching for excitement. You must be very attentive to preaching. When, the, when Pastor Toby is preaching, you should be attentive. I've said to one of your leaders, do you want to know how I listen to the word? I look for instructions. As the preaching is going and it's getting exciting and, and at the moment where everybody is jumping and spinning, it's at that spinning place. You know when they're just spinning, they don't even know what's going on. It's at that spinning place that there's an instruction in what the guy is saying. These are instructions that come from the spirit of the man that's discipling you. Instructions that says, now do this. And one instruction that's been going over and over and over and over again. And then he will say a story and it sounds nice. Oh, when I was the age, I had 400 pounds. I was so 270. And you keep on hearing the so. So. You hear it again. So. You hear it again. So. Let me tell you something about this house now and this nation. If you cannot sow, you cannot progress. Simple. And I'm not saying to you that sowing is the only way to progress. No. I'm saying to you that as far as you're in this nation, it is the only law to prosperity. And if you come looking like anything else, the ground will never open up for you. So I don't want you to waste your time as leaders. I don't want us to waste our time. I don't want us to do this thing and still think you can customize it to your way. No. There is no way you can customize it to your way. You must look like the spirit in the house. If the spirit in the house dresses a certain way, then you dress like the spirit in the house. I don't care if they say, oh, in Smart Nation, they all wear red shoes, red bottoms. It's just what we do. How will it be then that at a certain time you know at a certain time Jesus said to them go and wait in at the top of the house in the inner room in the upper chamber until the Holy Spirit descends on you. So my thing is if they already looked like him, why did he tell them to wait till they received the Holy Spirit? Hello? Are you with me? If they already looked like him, then why did he tell them? Why did he, why did he say, wait for me in the upper room? Wait for the Holy Spirit in the upper room. Because as far as I'm concerned, at this point, there's no miracle that they haven't done. 
What are you talking about? Peter himself walked on water. If you were to meet Peter, and you know that's what made it so scary. I'm telling you about discipleship. If you meet Peter, he will tell you there's nothing the master has done that I haven't done. Does anyone know why? What then was the need to receive the Holy Spirit if they were under discipleship already? You know, you know why this is so funny? You know, you, know you ladies, uh, sometimes you guys listen to stuff and I sincerely just don't know what goes through your heads sometimes. You were all there when your pastor was preaching about dying and resurrecting. How many, people, how many ladies took notes that day? How many ladies took notes? Yeah? How many ladies went through their notes? Don't lie, because I swear my angel will flog you tonight. You've been through the notes from that day, dying and resurrecting. You've gone through the notes again. Look at, look at this. Look at this mess. This, this is what I mean by there is no lie to this thing. There is no mystery to it. It's simply, if you're loyal enough and you really love this thing, you're going to do whatever it takes to look like this thing. So Christ knew that the one thing that they couldn't do was die. The one thing that his disciples could not do was die. And he also knew that the only one who could die and come back to life is himself. Are you hearing me? The spirit of a nation unites a nation. When a nation is disrupted and broken apart and divided, you can never see a win or prosperity in that nation. You know what separates the Western world from the developing world is despite election, Whoever we say is in office, the other side will say it's fine. Let us follow him. And so Christ knew that what is stopping these guys now is they're still not united. And because they're not united, it means I'm not there. Where two or three are gathered, I will be there. And so the secret of a nation is that every nation is a God. The potion in order to make God is when you bring people together and they can be united under one spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so Egypt had already known this thing. So when Egypt decided to fight, they rose up a pharaoh and they were all behind the Pharaoh, united. So when a Moses guy tried to fight this Pharaoh, you see the Moses guy was broken apart from his people. So when he tried to fight the Pharaoh, the first fight he lost. And then the Lord said, no, go to the desert. Let me unite you with your people. The second time Moses met Pharaoh, he came as a nation. And because he came as a nation, God said, look now, I have made you a God to Pharaoh. Moses did not become a God because he was a good guy. He became a God because he was united under a nation. Are you hearing me? I'm speaking to you about principles on how to prosper within an environment of nation. And if you're not winning in this nation, it then means that you're not amongst that spirit. Are you hearing me? 
The work of the church now is to challenge God's systems. How dare you come up to a God and you don't look like a God? It's, it's a useless fight. He told the 12, you look great, you look good, you've done miracles, but you don't look like me. You don't look like me, you, you, you need my spirit now. Go and wait in that room. Go and wait in that room till you receive, all of you receive that same spirit. Then you're a nation, now, then you're God. They can never be black people winning because there is no united black people. We don't have a leader. And the ones who rise amongst us, we hate them. We like Stormzy when he's selling his CD in Croydon. But when he's selling out shows in the O2, nah. No, no, let's keep Spark Nation in Lancaster House. That Pastor Toby is a humble guy. And he loves young people. And then when he starts winning, nah, I think he's into, he's a wizard. I told Kelly, I told Armstrong on Thursday, in Thursday service, Armstrong texted me. He said, I don't deserve to go to X Factor. I don't want to go. And I said to him, aha, good. That's why you're going to go. He said, I haven't sown seed last month. I feel worthless. I said, so now what you've got to do is you can't go there as Kelly because Kelly has failed. You know, there's some people that you're so, even in your seed sowing, you're not humble in it. You, you're still sowing and helping people as you. Remember the first nation building class, what did I tell you about humility? I told you it is possible to drive a crap car and be proud. Be careful of people that, that take themselves down for the purpose of looking humble. They, they are proud people. How dare you drive a beat up car that can't pick up two people to go to church. The Lord would rather you had a helicopter. So you can be picking up souls. It's, it's, it's pride. I'm telling you you, you, you do not know how subtle pride is. So I said to our brother, I said to him, listen now, you've got to go there now as Spartan Nation because you failed. The only way for you to win now is to lay down your God and tell the Lord, I don't even deserve to be in this thing. Why are you sending me forward? Listen, the guy sang, um, what song did he sing, Pastor Daniel? High school musical. He might as well have sang Happy Feet or something like that. People were crying behind us. How? How, how do you receive Holy Spirit from, happy, what's it, from high school musical? He sang high school musical. People were under the anointing. It's, it <laughs> people were under the anointing as we were leaving they, they were holding us saying, is that your friend oh my god I was in tears I, was saying, I said why the song does not tell you to be in tears what's going on when the god of music was speaking to him Simon Cowell that was the god of music in UK Pharaoh when Pharaoh was talking to him, and then the boy was saying, listen, I'm Spartan Nation, I'm from Spartan Nation. He said, yeah, is that you guys making noise? And then Kofi was doing, awu, awu. The guy said, yeah, okay, cool. Just come back with your whole church and your choir. You know, the talk with Kelly, they did not talk about him once. I'm telling you, principles of winning under a nation. When men prosper in a nation, it's because they want to do it on behalf of that nation. Let me tell you something. If you were able to see the heart that made Mark Zuckerberg launch Facebook, you'd be surprised. 
A young man brings something out for the sake of helping his whole university campus, nation. I want to help my campus know each other. He did not know he would be the third richest man in the world from it. So when your mind is still thinking, this is my thing, this is my thing, oh, I'm sewing so that they can push me forward. Be careful of that voice. I've gotten it wrong before. God brings opportunity near you and suddenly you now believe it is your time to rise. You've just forgotten everybody on the front row. You've, for <laughs> you've forgotten your community unit people. But your heart is still good. Don't get me wrong. You're still coming. You still worship and you're still looking at us saying, oh, don't worry. When that contract lands, I'll just bless all of you. Oh, yeah. So this time when I saw that thing coming, <laughs> I saw that thing coming, I said, it's a lie. It's not me you're going to get this time. Oh yeah, everybody, come on. Let's just do this thing together. <laughs> Never will I fall for it again. No way. No way. Every man that ever became anything big did it on behalf of a nation. How many of you know the national anthem of Great Britain? Oh yeah, let me see. You know the full anthem of Okay, Ghana. Ghana, full anthem. Listen, you don't know Ghanaian anthem. Mm. Are you sure, Nana? Are you sure? Okay. Unfortunately for you, you can only succeed in Ghana now. So, pack your bag and go. Nigerian anthem, do you know? Full, clean, no mistake. You guys have no ounce of patriotism in your blood individuals to the core. God, how evil. Do you know Colombia? Kevin, do you know Colombia? <laughs> how evil. You're not patriotic to one nation. That's right. That's right. There's only one nation we're patriotic to. That's our own anthem. Yeah? So why am I saying this though? I'm saying this because I need you to understand the season we're in is a season where God is now identifying disciples in the house. And he's going to start launching them out. I'm saying it because you have an opportunity to be one of them. As long as your heart can remain patriotic and discipled, if you can receive a spirit of the house in double measure and not worry about yourself, but worry about the people. I'm speaking to us as leaders because it is our job to serve. You know what's so beautiful about Jesus? They asked the guy, Lord, how can I be great? I'm, I love his answer because he did not say greatness is not for us so that greatness stuff just my guy put it to the back of your head where he sent it to die for everybody he answered them and said if you want to be great you must serve your brother if you want to be great then you must serve A patriot is a man who is ready to serve his nation. I begin to see how simple Jesus is for codes to win. Codes to win. Lord, I haven't received a double portion of the anointing, but are you serving though? I don't lay hands like men down with techers. But are you serving? Can you serve? So I choose to be a servant wherever there are people. I want to know what's my role here? What can I do for them? 
So our brother goes out there into the X Factor. He's, what can he do for Spark Nation? And I'm, I kid you not, it's just another form of evangelism. The Lord is obsessed with himself. If you're doing something where he cannot promote himself, because you see, many becoming one is God. You know what they call a group of lions? Do you know what they call a group of lions? Huh? Pride of lions. Do you know that? Have you seen the character of people in Spark Nation? Have you seen their character when you meet them one on one? Have you seen what they're like? Huh? Can you not mistake them to be proud people? So the Lord says, when you're on your own, my guy, that your pride, I can see it. But if you come within your nation, your pride becomes humility. Do you know why? Because pride together just cancels itself out. You know, when I discovered these things, I was saying to myself, now I know how to win. Winning, winning is not something that should be mysterious. One should be able to follow and be a disciple and know what does the spirit of this house say? It speaks about seed. It speaks about serving. It speaks about souls. These three things, I believe, our thing is hinged on. And if it's hinged on these three things, then we know where success comes from, those who follow it. Elisha did not ask for, when you check another translation, it says heart. He's not asking for anything big. He's just saying, your character, master, I want to be you times two. Are you hearing me? I want to be you times two. Let's just rise on our feet. And we're going to pray 